Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. It's hour two of the show at 606. I'm Randy Corpin. You're a pumped up purveyor of principled, passionate patriotism. Always happy to be here with you live. Very excited to be heading off to Washington, D.C. for CPAC. Love my 710 Can U.S. press card and the credentials that uh, often go along with it. So thank you so much, Brian Kelly and everybody else, because it's going to be a big CPAC. It's a presidential, pre-presidential year, presidential primary year. So a lot of folks vying for the presidency will be there at CPAC, and I'm looking forward to seeing each and every one of them. Tomorrow night I'll be guest hosting Backbone Radio from 5 to 8 p.m. So I hope you can come on back around and we'll talk again then. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. Everybody dropped off at the top of the hour. We're going to get to our guest in just one second. Got to play these two very short clips, though, because it's just an obsessive, compulsive thing for me. On every show I do, I've got to make sure listeners, new and old, hear this. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. 2008, Barack Hussein Obama, and... I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I didn't shut down anything. October 20 versus August 22, Anthony, thank God he's retired, Fauci. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. I didn't shut down anything. And then, of course, the updated jobs report from KGP, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre. We're seeing almost 11 jobs created under this president. Almost 11 jobs under this president. All right, that's out of my system. Good for another week now. or Maybe I'll do it again tomorrow night. I don't know. But um, 7 o'clock, we'll be joined by Eric Borner. He is and was apparently the first challenger to Donald Trump for the nomination, Republican nomination for president in 2024. Know nothing about him. We'll get to know him together. But right now, I want to take you back about four years, almost four years to the day. Um, and this radio station did something that was so extraordinary. And uh, Peter was doing the weekday morning show then. Stephen Tubbs here on the afternoons, Mark Crowley here forever doing everything for this radio station. And they packed up and they went off to Vancouver to get the skinny, get the truth, to broadcast live. I filled in for Peter and I think Stephen both during the week that they were gone. And so got to talk to them live from their broadcasts there. And it was just fascinating, uh, the video that came back, the pictures that came back, the inside stories of these safe injection sites. And 710 put its weight, whatever that is, I mean, this station is always fighting above its weight, put its fighting weight behind the effort to stop those safe injection sites, and, um, and it worked. Can't believe it's been four years ago. Also, almost four years ago to the day, our next guest, Joy Overbeck, columnist for townhall.com and elsewhere, um, intense and, and active 
Republican activist in just in every fight on every bridge. Uh, just I don't know where the energy comes from, but I do admire and respect it. And one of her piece for Town Hall on February 11th, 2019, was called Coloradans Fight Big Pharma and Big Soros to Stop Nation's First Heroin Injection Site. It was successful then. The whole effort is back now, and Joy is here to tell us what we can do about it. Joy, thanks for waiting. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks, Randy. Yeah, yeah. It's just... This is like uh, what Glenn Close in that movie where she just kept coming out of the bathtub full of blood but alive, you know? Yeah. This thing is like a zombie. It's like a zombie curse. This yeah. heroin injection site nonsense keeps coming back. Um, and they call it, of course, Overdose Prevention Center, right? And the title of the bill, and it's uh, Bill HB 23, because that's a year, dash 1202. The title is Establishment of Life-Saving Overdose Prevention Centers. Of course, that's just another liberal, you know, lefty, crazy lie. Uh, they don't prevent. And Joy, you must be on. You must be on AirPods or something. Um, and what no, I've. No, I'm, not. I'm just on my regular phone. All right, get it back to your mouth or something, because we're losing you. Oh, okay. That's well, good, right this? there. Perfect. Is that better? Okay. Yep. So anyway, so they titled this thing just like like Obamacare was what the Affordable Care Act, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a lie. This is uh, the the inflation the, the Inflation Reduction uh, Act. Come on. Yeah, Inflation Reduction Act. Exactly. That's all they do is lie, uh, and they're particularly good at it in these bill titles. Concerning this is called concerning the ability of a municipality to authorize the establishment of life-saving overdose prevention centers. Of course, these injection centers do not uh, prevent overdoses. What they do is they treat overdoses with Narcon, um, uh, and it's a temporary it's a temporary fix because then the addict uh, shoots up three or four times a day, especially if they're doing heroin, and they don't do it just once at the center. They're gonna they're gonna die somewhere else. But as soon as uh, the 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 person in this facility shoots them up with Narcon. They, they triumphantly pronounce a, a life saved. We just saved a life. Well, not really, okay? This is operating on the shaky theory that the most compassionate way to treat, treat drug addicts is to help them shoot up. You're getting cackly again, Joy. Uh, I don't know if anything's well, changing. I don't know what's happening in my phone, but I just... Are you up in up. your bunker way up in the in the, no, in no, the boonies? No, no, I always talk. I'm just sitting on my couch. I'm so huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mate, should I? Should I? No, that's good. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Don't move. Okay. Don't even breathe. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, so they, they, they can. I, can I just say this? They they talk about saving a life, and what they are really doing is just prolonging a slow, agonizing death. Go ahead. That's right. It's slow motion suicide, uh, and these are mostly young people, right? And so what they're doing, and they have a very shortened lifespan. They only last a few years when they're shooting up all the time. So in what world is it compassionate? And they call this compassion to the people who want to pass this. All bill. right, Joy, we're gonna we're gonna put you on hold. Maybe uh, we'll call you back on on your number. Well, you're gonna need to call in because I did not give. Um, Give Lewis your number before you called in. So maybe he's got it on his phone. Do you have it on on the phone? Okay. We're going to hang up on you, Joy. Call us back, and we'll see if we can maybe get a better signal. It's just not working. But I really want you to hear what she has to say, especially because there are some things that can be done. Obviously, we've got Democrat supermajorities basically now, and, uh, and certainly majorities enough to do whatever they want. 
and a Democrat governor. The only thing that we've got is, number one, the truth. Get the word out. Create enough pressure uh, on these Democrat elected officials to not want to have their names on or put their votes behind these, uh, these death camps for addicts that they're talking about. Just remember, if if you're a longtime listener, remember the vivid images that came back from Vancouver and and what we see on the on the streets of major American cities now with the people just doing their drugs right there on the streets. And but we're going to make it safe. And anyway, it's so very frustrating. And I hope that uh, I hope that somehow we can stop it or that Jared Polis, who does not want to be characterized with these radical lefties because, you know, they're um, he, he wants to be president. He wants to run for president. And uh, assuming that he makes that happen, he can't be tied to all of these radical Democrat schemes. <sighs> and then we can pray to God. That's that's really all we can do, because there are not enough Republicans to stop anything. However, there are things that Republican legislatures, uh, legislators can do to slow down the, uh, the movement of a bill, to try and add amendments to it, or uh, bring people down to testify against it, and uh, make enough of a public stink that the Democrats can't do in the dark what they otherwise wouldn't want to do in the light. We've got Joy back. We'll give it one more try with Joy Overbeck. Joy, how do you sound? Let me know. Uh, I don't know. How do I sound? You sound beautiful. Don't move. Oh, fantastic. So anyway, they call this a harm reduction site, this place where it's a little booth where people can go, addicts can go and shoot up. uh, And if a nurse notices that they're nodding off uh, and maybe overdosing, then they inject them with Narcon and bring them back. And they call that harm reduction. And they call that saving a life, as if helping addicts to keep injecting killer poisons into their bodies reduces harm. So this whole thing is just a, a, just a tissue of lies. Uh, and if you look at what happened in Vancouver, Canada, where, as you say, Peter Boyles and Stephen Tubbs went uh, four years ago. And Mark Crowley. Observe, and Mark Crowley, yeah, to observe what's happening. Um, they saw a, a neighborhood that was just completely trashed, addicts nodding off on the streets, People on the streets actually, uh, you know, injecting heroin into their jugular veins right in front of them, right on the street. Um, think of what that's gonna that could do it, to Denver, because this is all about enabling Denver. Because Den- the Denver City Council, I think you said this, uh, passed an ordinance that would allow these uh, shooting galleries in Denver. They passed that ordinance uh, for three, what, four years ago, and but they haven't been able to do it until the legislature okay's it. And so that's what this is all about, is like Denver isn't trashed enough with the graffiti and the ugliness and the empty storefronts. Imagine what this would do to Denver with addicts all over the streets, literally. And they don't they don't die in the facility because they're brought back with Narcon. Right. And that's that. But it's just a completely false construct construct. Why wouldn't we put our money and our efforts into trying to help these people get off their killer addictions instead of um, actually just continue enabling them to slow suicide and the, and the misery that entails. I mean, their brains, their brains are gone, their self-will is gone, their personalities are gone. 
they lose their families, they lose their kids. Why would we want to help these people stay on poison? Wouldn't it be something if we had a government, uh, a city council, a new mayor in Denver that looked at the, for instance, tremendous success story of something like Step 13 and instead put resources behind setting up organizations like that? But we know that's never going to happen. Uh, I tend to believe that the, the radical left wants our cities to be in disarray. They want people to be dependent. They want people to be addicted. And uh, and so there's never going to be a a moral or a health, a moral reason or a health statistic that's going to move them away from this um, this desire to simply swirl us down the drain at the highest possible rate. Yeah, and the legislature, of course, the people who hear or the hearing the public health hearing, which is next Wednesday, which is why everybody's got to mobilize against this and email your your representatives and your senators and say we cannot have this in in Colorado. As I say, you, you can look up the bill. It's HB uh, 23-1202. Uh, it, it's just it's just the worst idea in the world. And people now don't go downtown. Can you imagine? There's also a great video of Peter and Stefan uh, testifying, talking about their trip uh, in front of the, uh, their trip to Vancouver uh, at the state capitol four years ago and, and showing pictures of what it looked like and how uh, the, the whole neighborhood is shuttered. Uh, there are no, the, the storefronts are trashed. Uh, people are just, there's litter and, and, and tents all over the place. And then there's another video if you scroll down a smaller video, which is by somebody named Ari Hoffman, just go to the KNUS website and you can find it under, on No Safe Sites. Uh, this video by Ari Hoffman talks to some of the workers at the most famous and the, and the oldest injection site, which is in Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada. One of the employees said that she saved one addict seven times in one day God. with his heroin antidote, Narcon. Another said it was hard to tell if people were having an overdose because they could be out. In other words, nodded out after the effects because of the effects of the drugs they were taking for, for five or six hours. So this is this is just not. I mean, this is. I mean, what what are people thinking that they want? I mean, where is their ethical base? The people want uh, want these people to attract, and they attract more, attract more addicts from all over. Vancouver drug users are up from four thousand seven hundred users in two thousand to over seven thousand three hundred in 2017 in just one of their six injection sites. Yeah, where do you think drug sellers are going to go? Where the drug addicts are? are, are that's what that's just what they do. That's just, just what they do. It, it doesn't take and, it doesn't take an 8th grade education to understand how this works. Yeah, really. And um it's just it's just so unkind. And it they is. and they try to sell this as compassion. I mean, how is it compassion? As I say, to from an ethical standpoint, who in conscience and good conscience, whether you're religious or not, could support helping a fellow human being continue to shoot poison into their veins, knowing it's destroying their lives, knowing the typical addict will have a very short lifespan because that's the statistics if they don't get off drugs. Why aren't we focusing on getting off, getting them off drugs? It's just, it's just incredible. Um, the other thing is that Big Pharma makes a lot of money from this. Totally uh, I looked at, at into that uh, uh, several years ago, a Narcon kit, and they go through like one of these sites in one year. The site in Vancouver went through a, 
100,000 Narcon kits in one year, one site, and they have six sites now in uh, Canada, that's $40 a kit. Think of what the, that's forty what forty million dollars. Four million, four, four million. If it's a hundred thousand kids, that's all right. Four, four million dollars. Who's gonna what what? So it's interesting because my former uh, article on this in Town Hall, as you say, four years ago, and I might post it on my site again. I did a deep dive into all the uh, contributions that some of our representatives were getting from Gilead Pharmacy. And another pharmacy that I can't remember right now, uh, a big corporation. Um, these are multi-million-dollar corporations, and these corporations are giving campaign contributions to our representatives, who would then vote for this kind of terrible, horrific bill. Um, I'm not saying the, the the reps right now, but I did I did find that a lot of them back then, four years ago, <laughs> uh, were taking money from these big pharmacies. I mean, they're going to make millions. Yeah. Million. Well, Joy Overbeck, um, we're we're running near the end of time. Got a couple of questions for you, and um, and this one is for a guaranteed second place finish on this interview. Um, you mentioned the one of my favorite scary movies of all time, the Glenn Close movie, where she keeps coming out of the shower with the knife. Yeah. What was yeah. the name of that movie? Oh my! Fatal Attraction. Fa oh, you got a second place guaranteed for all the marbles. First place. Joy Overbeck oh, right. in the Kent, in the uh, movie competition. What year did Fatal Attraction come out? Oh please, oh please, don't <laughs> do that to me. Don't do that to me. Uh, uh, well, I have no clue. All what right, uh, I'll give you one hint. It came out after 1986 and before 1988. Oh gee, let me take give a wild guess. Real quick. 1987. Bonk 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 bonk. First place, Joy <laughs> Overbeck. Seriously though, last last question or two, I guess. Um, the hearing is next Wednesday on HB twenty three dash twelve oh two. Do you know what time? Uh, well, the, this committee, the public health blah 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 committee, convenes at one thirty. Okay. So everybody has to uh, just you know go on. You got to go on the Colorado Ledge legislative website. Find out how you testify. You've got to sign up to testify. It takes a little while, but it's worth it. Or you could go down to the Capitol and testify at 1.30. But you have to sign up to either testify in person or uh, remotely. Um, so it's really it's really critical people do that. Also, if you want to see these uh, videos I was talking about at KNUS, go to my Joy Overbeck Facebook page because I posted a link to the videos earlier today. And you can see the videos and also what I say about it, that um, this is not compassion. This is this is evil. It's evil to keep people on drugs. Well, Joy, I tried. Uh, we talked about this a little bit when we were texting to try and schedule you this evening. And, you know, it just seems like such a lost cause here in Colorado under total Democrat control. We'll watch the continuing spiral of Denver and the and then surrounding areas as Democrat control goes on. But we have to still show up. We have to put these things into yes. the record. And we have to hope that maybe we can shame them enough on on horribly bad ideas like this one or because of Jared Polis's interest in running for a president of the United States that maybe he won't want to attach himself to something like this. So it's it is worth continuing the fight. Plus, it's always yeah. it's always good training for our next election, our next opportunity to maybe pull back some of this power. 
And just one more thing, Andy. Uh, since injection sites started in 2003 in Vancouver, overdose deaths are up over 725 percent in British Columbia, where the Vancouver site is located. And overdose deaths, overdose deaths of minors, 10 to 18, are up 260 percent in the last 10 years. And these are the coroner's numbers. So they're not tweaked. They're not biased. Like a lot of a lot of these studies are biased by people, they're activists who want these injection sites. These are not uh, biased stats, and they're horrendous. Well, Joy Overbeck, I'm so glad we were able to get a good signal to finish this interview. Some terrific information. As always, I appreciate your efforts in spreading the word and mobilizing people to do the right thing. Um, from you know our lips to God's ears, and uh, he expects us to continue to do the work. So on we go. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful weekend. Randy, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you, Joy. All right. Well, we've got to take a break, and then we'll get to some phone calls. 303-696-1971. I've got some amazing audio for you that we'll also get into. Uh, did you hear the witch? No, I'm not kidding. The witch, who was the grand jury foreman, in the, for the Georgia grand jury that's looking at indicting Donald Trump and others for uh, election shenanigans, whatever you want to call them. And uh, she's a witch. And if you watched her during, we'll play some audio. You can't see it, obviously. But if you watch this woman, what a bizarre human being. So we'll get to your calls. We'll jump into the witch when we come back. At 627, I'm Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Yeah, always in the running for the theme song for this show. We're back at 631, halfway through the show. One line is open, 303-696-1971, 696-1971. There's one thing that's very short I wanted to play for you. See if I can. Oh, yeah, there it is. Very, very short, and then we'll get to the calls. Come 2024, the Republican National Convention in Milwaukee, where will you be? It, uh, it depends on who the nominee is. I'll be here if it's somebody not named Trump. You won't show up if it's not. If yeah, it's I'm not Trump. interested in participating in that, no. Even in Wisconsin. Even Wisconsin. Gosh, Paul, we're going to miss you in Milwaukee. I will be at that convention. Wouldn't surprise me one bit if Donald Trump is the nominee. Obviously, the hands-on favorite right now. Sad to say that Paul Ryan, former Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, who did everything during the two years that Republicans had control of Congress, the House, the Senate, and the White House, and Paul Ryan wouldn't move an America First agenda to save his life. Now, as a board member of Fox News, he thinks anybody cares that he won't be in. I mean, well, Wisconsin is his home state. So, you know, you'd think he'd want to uh, participate as all of the old guard establishment Republicans have virtually ordered us to do for decades. Hey, the primary's over. Once there's a nominee, you got to get on board. What's wrong with you, Paul Ryan? Really disgusting. All right, Jack in Wyoming is here. He's been waiting a while. Jack, we appreciate it. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, Randy, I've been saying this for over a year. And the next time you talk to Eastman, I would like you to run this by him. But in our, our country, the vice president gets to certify an election. But the law requires the election to be done within the bounds of federal election law. Okay, that said, the most important part of federal election law is the main maintenance of the, of the chain of custody of the ballots. That was not done. 
and he went ahead and certified it without doing that. The law also has language in it that says in the absence of maintaining the chain of custody, it automatically triggers a revote. Give that to Eastman and get back to me. Sounds good, Jack. And I, I think I recall on this uh, interview that I'll play some chunks from with the witch who turned out to who became the grand jury foreman in Georgia uh, when there was some back and forth about that. The the newsmakers and you hear this on our CBS News, all the mainstream media, the the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat controlled media machine mantra is that Trump tried to overturn an election there was no election until Congress certified the election. So legal efforts to challenge electoral college votes, to challenge things like you just mentioned, chain of custody, and a long list of other things is not overturning an election. It's all part of the constitutional and legal process. And so all of these media folks are just lying propagandists. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... It's as clear as a bell if you read it. I mean, it's just clear as it can be. Jack, we appreciate you, man. God bless. Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. You never know where Jack is. Could be in the mountains, could be in Wyoming in his cabin. And uh, I've never met Jack. I would love to sometime. We've had some very interesting off-air legal and philosophical conversations. A very smart man. All right, let's move to Ken in Greeley. Ken, welcome to the show. Yeah, hey, Randy. Howdy. I am a white man, but I'm a non-veteran. I am a non-female, and I'm not brown or black. Well, I don't think that you have a place in our society, then. Yeah, and I listen to Peter Boyles, and he can sit there and say, All right. Beat you like a redheaded, beat you like a redheaded stepson. And I am redheaded, and I am a stepson, <laughs> and he gets away with it all the time. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's bull what your what your station puts up with, and why they are so addicted to Peter Boyle. Well, I'm mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you here. I'm gonna Ken. I'm gonna stop Ken. 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 All right, I gotta let Ken go there, but because I that's not why I brought up Peter's show or the. Maybe we should just do this one more time. Maybe I should just do this one more time. For people who are just joining the show, um, John Eastman is a good friend of mine, a colleague. I've done federal case with him, admired him for a long time, long before I met him. Obviously, he's the victim of tremendous lawfare right now. Uh, and people who are on the other side of the election fraud debate from where I sit, and I'm happy to debate anytime, anywhere, any show, any camera, any mic, but people who sit on the other side uh, – Make It's a very easy position from which to cast aspersions on a good person. People are entitled to their opinions, and I don't care about it. But I spent a chunk of time in the show last week, first hour, um, grab the podcast if you didn't hear it, led into an interview with John Eastman about the John Eastman-Peter Boyles interview. And it was controversial in Peter's mind because John eventually hung up on him. Now, I've heard Peter say that's a badge of honor when people did that to him in the past. But this one really got him. And we talked about it quite a bit uh, on the show, and I explained kind of the fallout and what happened and the talks that I had uh, with Peter after and willing to put John back on and all of it. But the only reason I brought it up and dealt with it last week is because for weeks 
uh, I found out that Peter was saying that that phone call was a setup. And I just couldn't let that stand. So here was the promo for the show this week. Hey, everybody, Randy Corcoran. Last week, we took out some trash regarding my good friend, former Trump attorney, constitutional scholar, John Eastman, joined us. If you missed it, grab the podcast at 710knus.com. This week. And then this was the ending of Peter Boyle's show this morning. Listen to the very end. Very interesting. I'll leave you with something. This John Eastman thing has been so upsetting to so many people. Look. Very few people have gone from relative obscurity to becoming a public pariah as quickly as John Eastman has. And Eastman was he's an odd character, former Trump advisor. He finds himself now deeply uncomfortable in this well-deserved position of being the most reviled lawyer in, or one of the most reviled lawyers in America with, you know, Giuliani and Jenna and the Kraken. But... Things that were said, I guess, here, I don't know. Um, one other thing you offer, there's a guy named Eric Hirschman, who was a, another White House attorney who was so taken back when he discovered what Eastman was involved with. And he said to Eastman, he said, you know, the best legal advice you're ever going to get in your life. And he says it to John Eastman, get a great effing criminal defense attorney. You're going to need it. And Eastman told Rudolph Giuliani that he decided that he should be pardoned. He never got the pardon, but he was right to be concerned. Why do you think Eastman and Trump and the rest, maybe someday in a very soon amount of time, you'll see that trash taken out? So, obviously, the reference to the trash and... uh uh, it's it's clever. <laughs> I like it. But if you listen carefully, what was being referred to was things that were said here, things that were said by Peter. I don't care what Peter said, except when he claimed that we set him up on that phone call. It's the only reason I dealt with it last week and then made the promo to refer people back to it. And uh, the only reason that I bring it up right now in the first hour, I dealt with uh, some of the aspersions on John, relative obscurity, a pariah, an odd character, just unkind things to say to a former law clerk to Clarence Thomas and a very accomplished attorney and a very kind and courageous man. But people are entitled to their opinions. They're not entitled to say that we lied or set something up. I just... Just won't stand for it. But that was not an open invitation for callers like Ken to call in and go off on a host. I, I, I didn't set it up that way. I'm not going to do it. So please don't try. And we'll get back to your phone calls here in just a second because we are at the end of this segment. In fact, I better do one more thing before we go to break. And that's just remind you about my good friends, Dr. Julie McCallan and Dr. Tim Watt. So very important to me in light of the health issues, you know, going on with my wife, the two brain aneurysms and everything. Because Dr. Julie, you know, board certified in family medicine and then got into this uh, age-related treatment and, and helping people maintain a healthy and powerful, effective lifestyle as they get older. Uh, Dr. Tim Watt, who uh, runs the Denver office now primarily, is a former brain surgeon. So you can imagine how grateful I am to be connected to those good folks. And when it comes to creating and maintaining a healthy lifestyle, we know there's no magic pill. There's no special product that will do the work for you. 
And so when you look at your own health and you think, man, I need some help to know exactly what to do, nobody better than Cenogenics Denver to help create a sustainable, a personalized, healthy management plan that'll work for you. You're not a number. You can get your calls returned. You will get individual attention and an individual plan. Nothing cookie cutter at Cenogenics Denver. You'll be seen and cared for by the great doctors and staff there and literally treated like a king. Life's too short. Your health is too precious to trust just anybody that shows up on your uh, on your PPO. Don't settle for mediocre. Long waits for test results. Calls that don't get returned. Expect the best, and then go get it. Call Cenogenics at 720-302-2992 or visit them at denver.cenogenics.com. That's denver.cenogenics.com. We'll jump back on your calls when we return here on 710-KNUS. The sugar is brown, says Mick Jagger. Welcome back, 647. Man, the time is flying. We'll jump on the calls here again in just one second. 303-696-1971 if you want to grab our one open line. But I'm really starting to get excited about this interview at 7 o'clock with apparently the very first Republican presidential candidate to challenge Donald Trump, who was the first to announce back in November. I was at Mar-a-Lago, got to sit there just five or six rows away from the president. And um, uh, it was a very interesting announcement, a different sort of understated Trump and uh, long speech, as they often are. But coming up at 7 o'clock is Eric John Borner. And um, the more I'm reading about this guy, U.S. Air Force, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Department of Defense, Department of Commerce, obviously uh, inside the government for a long, long time. And it'll be interesting to see how he would use that experience to make a difference, especially given how so many of the folks on this show are really nervous about the deep state and people inside the government, but I know nothing about him, and his experience is simply remarkable. We'll talk to him in the 7 o'clock hour. Something else I want to make sure we try and get in before the end of the show is this interview uh, and several pieces of interviews that the witch, the actual Wiccan witch who became not wicked, maybe wicked, She's weird. Watching her in an interview is her facial expressions, her eyes sort of looking up and looking away. Just bizarre. Be uncomfortable to be in a room and try and have a conversation with her, I would think. But um, we've got some great audio of interviews she did. Very unusual. You know, I've got I've got grand jury transcripts locked away for grand jury cases that I've been involved with. And they're top secret. Grand jurors aren't supposed to be talking. No charges have been filed. Very, very strange. We'll get to that. And then there's also this remarkable high school freshman talking to his board. And it is the, it's just one of the most in, inspiring pieces of audio and video that I've seen in a long, long time. Anything we don't play, we'll play tomorrow night when I guest host for Backbone Radio, 4 to 8 p.m. right here on 710 KNUS. But let's get back to the phones now. Peter, excuse me. Peter in Denver's been waiting. Peter, thank you. Welcome. Hey, Randy. Good talking to you. I have a request, but first, what's up with those uh, news breaks? Lady said the Chiefs and Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. What the hell is that? Well, I asked, uh, I asked <laughs> Lewis the same thing. I have no clue. So something, okay. something's bizarre Just with wondering. CBS, baby. Yeah, and I have a request. You're going to be on Backbone Radio tomorrow. Y- yes, sir. can, because, you know, Matt did have a following. Maybe you can get him on the phone and let us know what's going on. 
Huh. Well, you know what? I'll text him. I don't know. I, you know, he's if if he wasn't so tied up with other things, he'd be here tomorrow. So, uh, but I yeah. guess it's worth reaching out and ask him if he'd like to say hi to his audience. I, I will do that, yeah, Peter. That'd be great. Yeah, Thanks that's lot, wonderful. Man. Thank you. Okay. Let's get to Joan in Lakewood. Joan, welcome. Hi. How you doing? Doing fine. This is that Joan. Yeah, it is that Joan. Um, Joan from Lakewood. Yes. Hi. And I wanted to tell you how grateful I am that you are bringing up the witch stuff because I was at a meeting on Thursday and none of the people there had um, clued into any of it. And it is so bizarre. And on top of it, her laugh, it, it reminds me of the um, vice president Harris's laugh to a certain extent. And it's one of those things where you're sitting here going, when I was like 14, I giggled a lot. They even called me giggles. And when you're immature and you just don't know how to process things and stuff, sometimes I just think the giggles come out. It's it's scary. Well, this, this woman is, is just bizarre to watch. I, it She seems uncomfortable in her skin and... You know, it may be the first time she's been on television, and I know what that feels like. But typically, you know, the first time I was on TV, I tried to really pay attention to how was I sitting up straight? Was I looking into the camera? Did I cut at, cut down on the ums and ahs and everything else as much as I could? This woman was crazy. It is really, really bizarre. So. When she comes, and I think she's done damage to the grand jury. Not that I think that uh, Trump is any at any real risk from uh, uh, being convicted. Do, do you remember what Trump sa- actually said that has led to all this? I've got a about an eleven second clip. Let's just listen to it real quick. So, look, all I want to do is this: I just want to find uh, eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty votes. So that was the margin of victory, supposedly, for sleepy Joe Biden in Georgia. You know, we all saw the video, the suitcases under the table, and people say, no, that's where they store ballots. Or, But we all know about the fire drill that every all the Republicans, everybody was asked to leave because of uh, what they said was a massive leak. It turned out to be an overflowing or a running toilet, as I recall. And uh, uh, And all you hear from Trump there is using the margin – plus one, saying, you know, if those votes are out there, I want to get... He didn't order or ask the Secretary of State to violate the law or 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 I want you to go make up ballots. He said, I want to find those votes. And it's just bizarre that they're going to use this right up until Election Day if Trump becomes the nominee to try and, and bash him and, and uh, you know, keep him from gathering steam. I, I don't think it's going to work. Uh, what do you think well, about the upcoming... The reason, Go ahead. The only, the only reason I knew about this witch is what CNN and um, Joy Baird were, you know, saying. And Joy Baird is just out of her mind because she believes that this woman has made it so that Trump can't be indicted. And and uh, she's broken the secrecy and stuff like that. And, and it's just one of those things where you're just sitting here going, how did this person get on a grand jury to begin with? I, That's the part that, that I'm sitting here going. How did how do you become um, on a grand jury? Is it a do they send you something that says come be on the grand jury? I've never received a summons, so actually I'm not sure. I I've represented a witness on a grand jury before years and years ago. A 
a judge who was also a law school professor of mine years before uh, personally called me and said, I've got this unique case, and I think you'd be perfect. Would you please uh, be here as the attorney for this person? And I and I did. It's the only time I've ever done it in my career. Of course, I've got grand jury transcripts from cases that I've done that have involved grand juries, but they're locked away. You don't talk about it. I mean, even Newsweek published an article that referred to Charlie Kirk and what he put up about this woman. Um, it, it, he took stuff off of her social media, sacred science, magic, all of the, you know, devilly worship stuff. That's who this woman is. It's extraordinary, Joan. And, you know, maybe God is moving in mysterious ways because I think this really does damage anything that this grand jury might have tried to do to Donald Trump, even though I think it's well, all a bunch of nonsense. Play her, play her laugh if you've got it. Cause sure. That's the part that makes you sit up at night and I've, go, what are we, ha- what's happened to? Yeah, we'll tease a little bit of that going into the break and we'll finish up uh, the rest of her interview. I've got clips from her on MSNBC, affectionately known as MSLSD, CNN. I've got what CNN <laughs> and legal, legal commentators are saying about her and, uh, <laughs> We're going to talk to a Republican presidential candidate at the top of the hour, but we will definitely finish the rest of those, and we'll kick it off right now. Joan, have a good rest of your weekend, and thank you very much. Bye. This is the Wiccan witch, not wicked, Wiccan witch, Emily Kors, grand jury foreman from Georgia. Donald Trump put out a statement last week about the partial report that the judge... I should have clarified. This is... um, Oh, what's her name? Aaron, 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 Aaron Burnett on CNN interviewing the Wiccan witch. Donald Trump put out a statement last week about the partial report that the judge did release, the pages that he did. And the way that he described it is he said that yet your report means total exoneration for him is how he put it in his statement. What's your reaction to that, Emily? Um, I did see that today, uh, which was fascinating. I'm not positive he read the right document, but... um, I will say that if what he was talking about was our statement where we indicated that there was no evidence of widespread fraud or widespread vote fraud in the Georgia 2020 election, that might have been what he meant. Other than that, I'm not positive what he meant by that. I'd be interested to know. I'm sure we will hear more from him after um, <laughs> after it all, it all comes out. <laughs> There's that laugh. It might be what he meant. But I'm not sure that we'll ever know. (laughs) Really, really bizarre. I just, mm. and it gets better, I promise. I may start that over from the beginning when we'll play them all in in a row after our next interview. But this should be very interesting. Eric John Borner, um, his website says, a man of integrity, perseverance, and determination, 33 years in the federal government. And, you know, experience is a plus, whether he can turn that into voter interest will be fascinating. I just, I really can't wait to hear from him because if you read through the things that he's done during his 33 years, working with the Air Force, Department of Defense, Department of Commerce, National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, on and on and on, this guy's got some credentials. So apparently he was the very first Republican to challenge Donald Trump for the Republican nomination. Trump was back in November and, uh, we had Steve Laffey on three weeks ago. I think he was number three in the race, number two to challenge Trump. We thought he was number one at the time, and we said so. 
scrolling through John Boehner's sort of policy sheet and stuff, I don't see anything at all about climate science or climate change. So with his experience with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, those might be some interesting questions to ask as well. If you're interested and you want to talk to a bona fide Republican presidential candidate, I'll bet he'd take some calls. I didn't ask him. We'll find out. 303-696-1971. 696-1971. Final hour of the show's coming up. We're going to play the Wiccan Witch, Grand Jury Foreman, a whole bunch of sound for you. And also this inspirational kid, this high school freshman talking to his board. But next, Republican presidential candidate Eric John Borner.